What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Love to Live Healthy show with author and weight loss specialist, Josephine Fitzpatrick. Our focus is weight loss and losing it with healthy and clean living. Join us every week to hear answers to questions from our clients all over the world who text and email thousands of weight loss questions daily. Listen and learn how Josephine answers questions to help you lose weight, eat healthy, and feel great. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Love to Live Healthy show. I'm Josephine Fitzpatrick. Today, we are going over three of the top weight loss questions of the week. Clients ask me questions all the time, so I like to pick three that I feel will relate to all of you. I will be doing the top three weight loss questions of the week every Wednesday. And at the end of each episode, I will give you Josephine's healthy tip of the week so you get the best results. Okay, let's jump right into our first question. I eat the same thing every day. How does my weight fluctuate so much? This is a great question and it's super popular. I get it from clients who've lost 10 pounds or clients who've lost 50 pounds. Weight fluctuates. And when it fluctuates, it immediately causes us to get upset. What did I do wrong? I get the text messages. I just jumped on the scale and I'm up, but I've been doing all the same things. I'm eating all the same foods. Why is my number up? But the truth is you didn't do anything wrong. Weight can fluctuate daily. Daily weight fluctuation is actually very normal. The average adult's weight fluctuation is up to six pounds per day. Now, when you're losing weight, or I should say when you are on a weight loss program, you should never go up six pounds in a day, but you will see still a fluctuation of one to three pounds. And it all comes down to what you eat, drink, exercise, medication, illness, even sleep. So I'm going to go over some reasons for daily weight fluctuation. Some you may know, others you may be quite surprised at, but all of these that I'm going to go over can create daily weight fluctuation. And like I said, if you're on program, it should be no more than one to three pounds. If you're not following a weight loss program, it could be up to six pounds. Let's start with water and vegetables. We have to remember all food and drinks have some weight. No matter the calorie content, foods and beverages all weigh something. Drinking an eight ounce glass of water will add weight to your body because it has weight. If I drink a bottle of water and get on the scale, it's going to be three pounds higher. Is it fat? No, it's water weight and it will go away. Remember, everything we're talking about is temporary fluctuation, but it still makes the scale go up. Daily fluctuations are temporary weight gain. It will come off your body as fast as it came on, but in the moment, it can be upsetting. But if you're holding on to any type of water weight from salt or even simply drinking water, it's going to affect your number. The same is true for even vegetables in your salad. They have weight. 
Is it fat? No, but if you eat them and go on the scale, it will be higher, okay? So it doesn't have to be high in calories for you to see a fluctuation on the scale. Anything that you put in your mouth has weight, so it will affect the number. Urine and stool also have weight. This is a topic of conversation in my office. When you're constipated, you're going to see a fluctuation on the scale. After you go, you will see the scale go down. Okay, so remember, sometimes you don't even have to feel like you have to go, but if it's in your body, it's going to fluctuate on the scale. So if you wake up in the morning and you've not gone to the bathroom, you're going to see the scale higher. Once you go, it will go back down. Exercise is another activity that can cause temporary weight gain. You tend to hydrate more when you're exercising, which is a great thing, but it also may create some water weight if you're not sweating it all out. A lot of times, if you're in the gym and it's cold or you know, you're know you just doing an activity that doesn't create sweat, you're drinking and you're hydrating, which is fantastic, but it, your body's holding on to it. So even though you're exercising, you may have a fluctuation just from the hydration. Second, which is much more popular, I think, is when you are lifting weights, you can have a temporary weight gain on the scale because you're building muscle mass. And sometimes building that muscle mass will happen faster than you losing the body fat that's on top of it. So if you're building muscle mass, but you still have the fat over the muscles, you're going to see an increase in the scale until it all catches up with each other. Eventually, as you are on program and losing your body fat, and still building your muscle, well, that's when you'll see the scale go down and you'll get that layer of fat off those beautiful muscles that you're working so hard for. But remember, when you're lifting weights and building muscle, you cannot eat more than what's on your program. That's very important. Another factor that can cause temporary weight gain is medication. Some medications cause your body to retain water, increase your appetite, even change your metabolism. Some of the top ones include insulin, better blockers, antidepressants. There are so many, but you do not stop taking your medicine if you feel like it's making you gain weight. You go speak to your doctor who prescribed it. He or she will help you. Illness is another factor. Your weight may go up or down due to a bout of illness like the flu or a bad cold. I have had clients who have been sick and said, are you kidding me? I haven't even ate anything today and I haven't lost weight. Well, most people don't realize when your body's fighting anything, a bad cold, a flu, fever, it's going to slow the weight loss because your body's under stress and that makes it release cortisol. And we will go into this in the next question. When your body's under stress, it goes into a fight or flight and holds on to everything until it's sure it's healed. So when you feel like, wow, I was just sick for three days, I barely ate anything and the weight did, the scale didn't move. That's why your body is under stress. It's not gonna lose weight. It's in the fight or flight. Our bodies are so smart. I tell the clients all the time, you know, you, your body's so smart, your brain is so smart. You can talk yourself into anything. You can talk yourself out of anything. We can heal our bodies if we are in the right mindset. I had an amazing doctor once and he told me, people can heal their bodies if they have the right mindset. But you can also make yourself self sick if you have a negative mindset. So always remind yourself what you say to yourself, what your body hears from your thoughts, from your words, is how it's going to react. It's how it's going to respond. So you are always in control. 
Your menstrual cycle is another big factor. We, most of us know this, but not everyone. I still get these messages. Okay, your body is going to retain water certain times of the month more than others. Now, it's usually in a result of a five pound weight gain. The week before your cycle, your body starts to fill up with fluid and by the first day of your cycle, you can be as high as five pounds water weight. But remember, this happens three weeks out of the month, okay? So one week is your great week where you have the best weight loss results. It's the week after your cycle ends. That is your best week. The other three weeks, your body's actually preparing for your cycle and it's filling up slowly through those three weeks. So you have to allow for this when you're jumping on the scale. It's hormonal. Alcohol intake. Alcohol is... We have to remember alcohol isn't processed the same way as other beverages and foods, so it can take longer for your body to eliminate. It also slows the digestion of the food in your body, which can lead to water retention and slower weight loss. So if you're drinking, you know what's going to happen. The next day, it's not going to be out of your system. It's going to show on the scale. So it's important to remember when you're jumping on the scale, Everything I just mentioned can cause weight fluctuation. We have to remember it's temporary. It's not permanent. Do not freak out. Do not get upset. You didn't do anything wrong. Think about your day. Think about your week. Think about your month. If you're doing all the right things, believe in yourself. The number will go back down. It's temporary. Okay? So I hope that helps with that question. Let's go to our next question. I'm always under so much stress. Could this be why I'm not losing weight? Yes, absolutely. Stress and weight gain go hand in hand. So first I'm gonna talk about all the things stress can do to your body and then why it really hurts our weight loss. We all feel stress from time to time. It's all part of our emotional ups and downs of life. Stress has so many sources. It can come from our environment, our bodies, our own thoughts and how we view the world around us, okay? As I mentioned earlier, when we feel under pressure, the nervous system instructs our body to release hormones, including adrenaline. It helps us cope with the threat of danger, you know, that we see upon us at the moment. And that could be anything, even in our thoughts. This is called the stress response or the fight or flight response. When we are stressed, the respiratory system is immediately affected. We tend to breathe harder, more quickly. We're trying to get oxygen in our body. There are cardiovascular effects in the moment of stress. When it's actually happening, our heart rate and blood pressure increase. They will return to normal, but in the moment, they're increased. And if you have stress, chronic stress that keeps happening over and over, it's going to eventually cause damage. It also hurts our skeletal system. Our muscles tense up, which is the body's natural way of protecting ourselves from injury and pain. So when we have repeated stress, our muscles tense, cause bodily aches and pains in the shoulders, neck, and head. And a lot of times we get tension headaches, migraines. I have a lot of clients who deal with stress and they're constantly getting migraines from it. Stress can also have some very unpleasant intestinal effects like heartburn and acid reflux. And we tend to always think this is from the food we're eating, but it's from the stress we have while we are eating. You know, when we are under stress, the ability of our intestines to absorb nutrients from our food is reduced. We may experience stomach pain, bloating, nausea, diarrhea, constipation, all from stress. It's not always the food you're eating, but your body is not processing it because of the stress you're under. Stress also has effects on our emotional well-being. 
It is normal to experience high and low moods in our daily lives when we are stressed. We may feel more tired, have mood swings, feel irritable. Stress causes hyperarousal, which this affects a lot of people. We have difficulty falling or staying asleep and experiencing restless nights. Now let's talk about our metabolism and how stress affects it. This is answering your question. When your body is under stress, it signals the release of the stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol is a natural stress hormone. It is responsible for regulating your metabolism. Cortisol is released when you are under stress. This sends your body into a fight or flight mode, temporarily pausing regular body functions and slowing your metabolism. Okay, we, so we have to remember cortisol stimulates the fat and carbohydrate metabolism in your body, okay? It can also increase your body fat. An excess of cortisol may cause a decrease in muscle mass as well as slow down how many calories your body burns. So all these things are so important when it comes to stress and how it affects the body. Your metabolism is also responsible for converting food into energy. So when you are under stress, it creates a change in how your system works and that causes the weight gain. So understand when you're under stress and it comes to weight gain, your body's releasing cortisol that is slowing everything down. Okay, so the question, can stress cause weight gain is essentially the same as asking, can excess amounts of cortisol lead to unwanted pounds? And the answer to both is yes, okay? We see at this point how stress affects your whole entire body, okay? We've talked about it, your, your muscular, your heart, your breathing, it affects everything. Now we know it also releases the hormone cortisol. And cortisol slows your metabolism down and creates weight gain. So we know that stress isn't good for us for any part of our well-being, okay? From our bodies, to our mental, to our physical, to our weight gain. So now that we know that, what do we do about it? Okay, although decreasing your stress levels may feel impossible some days, and I understand that, you can still manage the effects of the elevated cortisol. And that's what the question is, does my stress make me gain weight? Yes, it does, and this is how you manage it. Exercise is one of the best ways to manage it. Okay, it's the best way to um, manage the effects of the elevated cortisol. One of my sons is a huge believer that he can manage his anxiety in all areas of his life as long as he gets his workout in. It helps him. He knows when he's off-centered. He knows when he's off-balance. He, he makes sure he gets his workout in no matter when it is, and he feels his body go back to normal. I believe that. I feel the same way with my running. I don't run for the way it makes me look. I run for the way it makes me feel. It helps me with all areas of my stress. Any exercise is an excellent way to manage your stress hormones. Whether you go out for a run, take a daily walk, hit the gym, exercising will help maintain your lean body mass. And that is especially important during prolonged periods of high cortisol levels. If you can't exercise, then meditate. Meditation, yoga, even deep breathing can help bring the production of this hormone back down to normal levels. And that's what you want to do. If you're bringing your cortisol back down to normal levels, that's going to help your body be normal. It's going to stop the weight gain. It's going to stop the slow of the slowing of the metabolism. 
It doesn't even have to be a whole class. You can do 15 minutes throughout the day when you need it. Meditate, deep breathing, do some yoga poses. When you feel stressed, the idea is you have to have your go-to. So whether it's the gym, yoga, meditate, deep breathing, you have to come up with something that you can go to that's going to help your body get back down to your normal levels. So when you find this and you can go to it to keep your levels normal, it's going to make a world of difference in your stress and in your weight. Okay, let's go to our final question. Is it okay to weigh every day? I feel like if I don't go on the scale, I will do the wrong thing. But when I go on, I sometimes get so upset, so I'm not sure what to do. I tell clients all the time to weigh once a week, even though I know most of them weigh every day anyway. There are reasons you don't want to weigh every day, and the first one being exactly what we spoke about earlier. Your weight can fluctuate so much daily, right? That was our first question. You're going to get upset if you go on the scale and it's higher, and each day it can be higher. So, you know, weight loss is 90% mental, and we know this. So you have to do what's going to keep you on your path. If you know you're doing the right thing, do not weigh every day, weigh once a week. I tell clients to weigh the morning of your cheat day, okay? That is the best day. I know studies have shown Friday morning is when your weight is the least and Sunday night is when your weight is the highest, okay? Which makes sense because most people do the right thing Monday through Friday and then they end up cheating all weekend and then they're high Sunday. Now, if you keep your cheat day to one day after doing the right thing all week, you'll actually lose weight each week and that's the whole point of weighing only the morning of your cheat day. So I recommend, you know, weighing just one day a week and um, most of the clients will weigh the morning of their cheat day. I do have some clients who will weigh Friday morning because they may have a couple of drinks Friday night um, or Saturday night, even though their cheat day is not Sunday. So they just keep their food 100% on program and they have their drinks, but they still weigh Friday morning. So they get more of an accurate weight and then they cheat um, on their Sunday. So that's another option you can do. So again, you have to do what works for you. But you know, think about it. If you if you weigh once a week and you weigh the same time once a week in the same clothes or no clothes and you have the scale and it's on the ground flat on a hard surface, you should get more of an accurate number when it's once a week because your body, generally, if you're doing the same things each week, your body's going to, even if it is a fluctuation, you're gonna see that in the scale. So you should still be down. That's why when I tell clients, I say weigh once a week, the morning of your cheat day, you should be lower every week than the week before. Now, sometimes depending on hormones or body functions, you know, you may be the same and it may take another week to see it and that's okay. It doesn't mean you didn't lose, it's just not showing on the scale. If you know you did the right things all week, you're losing every week and then all of a sudden one week you're a little bit, um, you know, you don't have that same weight loss or you're uh, maintained, it's okay. You most likely still lost. It just didn't show that week. And that's why I tell clients, give it another week and almost 90% of the time it drops, okay? If it doesn't and it's two weeks, then we have to change something in the menu and that's always an option too. But majority of the time it does drop. It was just your body at that moment, whatever it was going through or whatever um, it has going on. So that's something to think about. Once a week is generally the best time to weigh yourself the same time every week. And it should be a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, depending on your cheat day or your week, what you have going on in the weekend. Okay. So, um, and remember you should be less than you were the week before majority of the time. My healthy tip of the week. 
Make November a no excuses month, okay? This is what I've been telling all my clients. Give yourself this no excuses month. You're going to stay on your program, follow your meals and snacks. You will plan, prepare, and follow through with everything. No excuses. You will walk away from temptation because you know what you want and you know how important it is to you. We are six weeks away from Christmas, Hanukkah, winter vacations. Put the time in this month and tell yourself, I'm not going to make any excuses for myself. I'm going to stay on plan. I'm going to do the right thing. And I'm going to be proud of myself for doing it. Do not use Thanksgiving as your excuse for November. Oh, why should I bother doing it now? You know, Thanksgiving coming. Don't do that to yourself. Other than Thanksgiving, give yourself no excuses for the rest of November. Make every day and every week count. Make a plan for your day, plan your week, and follow it through with no excuses. You are in control of your life. So when you reach your goal, it's because you gave yourself no excuses not to. You can do this, put the work in, and I promise you will get the results. Remember what I said earlier when we were talking about the stress of your body. Your body knows what your mind is saying and your mind knows what your body is saying. You're in control of what you want. So if you tell yourself, I can do this, no excuses this month, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make a difference in how I look, how I feel, and by December 1st, I'm gonna be in a great place. I can do this. You will do it. But if you tell yourself, I can't do this, Thanksgiving's coming, I have so much going on. Oh, let me just eat this little thing right now, I'm hungry. Well, that's what you're gonna do and your body's gonna follow. Your mind follows your body, your body follows your mind. What you tell yourself is what you believe. And until you have that positive, I want this, I can do this, I'm not giving any excuses, that is what you wanna do. So you have to live in that mindset I want this, I can do this, I want to be healthy, I want to feel good, I want to be my best. I have one life and I want to make the best of it every single day. Do this. You have the power and the control to be and feel and look however you want. Okay, it's up to you. That is my tip of the week. No excuses, you can do this. Okay, that is all I have for now. I hope this helps. And once again, I love the questions and I love the feedback. So thank you to everyone. I'm wishing everyone a healthy, happy week full of love, hugs, and no excuses. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to Love to Live Healthy with Josephine Fitzpatrick. We hope you'll pass along our web address, innovationweightloss.com, to your friends and colleagues who are looking to lose weight by eating clean and living healthy. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Join us next time for another edition of Love to Live Healthy with Josephine Fitzpatrick. The content in this podcast is not intended in any way as a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding weight loss or any medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have listened to on this podcast.